pray. Lord, you please give us eyes that see and ears that hear and warm hearts to hear what we want to hear about Christ tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks. Be seated. I promise this won't be long. We've designed the service uh, with kids in mind. And, uh, but kids, if you're well-behaved like you were, great on stage. If you continue that, at the end of the service, I've got goodie bags for you as you leave today. So uh, there'll be some treats for you. But I'm watching you to make sure you behave yourself. So uh, anyway, it was a house in Lexington, Kentucky, and they had houses, lights up all over the subdivision like, like many places. And all of a sudden in one house, though, at the end of January, the lights were still up. And by February, people were wondering what's going on. By March, they were filing a petition uh, that this was just out of line to continue to have those lights on. But then in April, they added something to the display, and it was a sign that looked kind of like this. Like, kind of like this. <laughs> Welcome home, Jimmy. Because their boy had come back from the war. And he was alive and he was healthy and they didn't want to celebrate Christmas till he was home. It's a special time uh, at Christmas and in Isaiah chapter 8, it talks about a time when it was very dark in the history of Israel, the worst king they ever had in their entire history. And Isaiah says, my people will be led away as captives, weary, hungry, and because they're hungry, they will rage. They will shake, shake their fists at heaven, and they will curse their king, and they will curse their God. I know you thought you were the only one who ever gets mad at God, but there are many others who have been through history. And wherever they look, there will be trouble and anguish and dark despair and they will be thrown out into the darkness. A couple years ago, there was a song called uh, Fix You. It was written by uh, uh, Chris Martin, who's a lead singer in a group called Coldplay. And it was a song that he wrote because at that time, his wife, Gwyneth Paltrow, had just lost her father, uh, Bruce Paltrow. And she was having a very difficult time, really caught up in the grief of life and all of that. And if you listen to the words, you can hear him as he's, he, as he's reacting to what she and others go through in times of difficulty. When you try your best, but you don't succeed. When you get what you want, but not what you need. When you feel so tired, but you can't sleep. Stuck in reverse. And the tears come streaming down your face. When you lose something, you can't replace. When you love someone but it goes to waste. Could it be worse? And then in the chorus, he responds with this opening line. Lights will guide you home. Lights will, in all of the darkness, in all of the despair, in all of the grief, in all of the loss, what do you do? And he says to his wife and others, you have to look for the lights to guide you back home again. And that's kind of our theme uh, this Christmas. The, the story changes in Isaiah 9, the next chapter. Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulon and Naphtali will soon be humbled. But there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles 
which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea. What, what city? You know, a long time before Christ was born, it's already predicted where he's going to live. And the people who walk in darkness will see what? A great light. What, when, when you're lost, it, we've made it a little darker in here. If we made it completely black in here, uh, would you be able to find your way around very well? Uh, you know, but you need light, and light changes everything. It's always fascinating to me that if you look at a candle, and you look at the, the, the candle and the shadow of the candle, the flame never casts a shadow. And light changes everything. Uh, and it'll be filled with glory. And the people who walk in darkness, light will shine on all who live in the land where death ca casts its shadow. In other words, God isn't going to leave you in the darkness. God isn't going to leave you in whatever it is you're struggling with. But the day of illumination and the day of hope is coming. And that's why we light the candles. In a few moments, so we're going to each light a candle tonight. Sing Silent Night, celebrate the coming of Christmas in our own lives. And I'm going to ask you at that time, if you've made a significant spiritual decision this year, maybe you became a Christian, maybe you were baptized, maybe you decided to become part of this church, maybe somehow, somewhere, there was some significant moment you had with God, we're going to ask you to be one of the first ones to come and light your candles in a, in a bit. Because light changes everything. In John 1, we're told that when Jesus came, he brought light to everyone, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Back to our text in Isaiah. For God will break the chains that bind his people and the whip that, that scourges them, just as he did when he destroyed the army of Midian when, with Gideon's little band. God doesn't need numbers to succeed but he wants to provide freedom. Interesting, when Jesus went back to his home synagogue, after he began his ministry, he's 30 years old, he, they give him the, the scroll of, of what to read, and he picks a passage uh, to read. And here's the passage he chose to read. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the downtrodden will be freed from their oppressors, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He, he tries to say that you're going to be let out of prison. It's going to be a great day of freedom and celebration. It was uh, uh, Halle Bixby who said, joy is found where Jesus reigns. And when he comes, part of what brings joy to the world in this season is that he's here. I love this little poem by... Uh, uh, by Ralph, uh, oh, the sheer joy of it living with thee, God of the universe, Lord of a tree, maker of mountains, lover of me, the sheer joy of it. All these songs we sing so often reference light. They reference joy. They reference hope because that's what we can celebrate this time of year. In that day of peace, battle gear will no longer be issued. Never again will uniforms be bloodstained by war. All such equipment will be burned. 
I've been working a lot uh, with churches. We've been able to give over a million dollars to help support churches in Ukraine. And here's a picture uh, on the wall of uh, one of the churches that we've been supporting because there's no energy, there's no power, there's no heat. And here they are having their Bible study with just candles on the table. But you know what? They're still having the Bible study because even when things are tough in your life, uh, there's still hope. There's still something you can hold on to. No longer, it says, will the uniforms be bloodstained, and that's what they're praying for. Verse 6 kind of comes to the heart of the matter. How is God going to do this? How is he going to end war? How is he going to bring peace? How is he going to change the world? A child is born to us. A son is given to us. A male child. And the government, the leadership is going to fall on his shoulders. Billy Sunday said there are 256 names given in the Bible for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I suppose that uh, this was because no... Uh, he was infinitely beyond all that any one name could ever express. Let's look at the names he's given. These will be his royal titles. The first one, he's wonderful counselor. One who counsels wonderful things would be a literal translation. Remember that when Christ comes into the world, I want to give you four D words, and the first is decisions you have to make. And decisions because he's omniscient. He knows everything because he has loving concern for you. Because Colossians 2.3 says he is the wisdom of God personified. You can go and in him you can have a wise counselor. In Romans it says who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to, to give him advice? It says he's the mighty God. It says that he uh, deals with all the demands we have. He has power. Uh, he has the power and ability to help us. He has the strength. He is, is the great God who has this power, El Gabor. It says he is the, uh, in Hebrews, it says, uh, everything about him represents God exactly, the yellow words. And he sustains the universe by the mighty power of his command. Back in the last, next title is Everlasting Father, the, the Father of Eternity. He deals with our problem, uh, the D word is death. He deals with that by creating a, a, an eternity for us, a heaven to gain, a life-giving, nonstop eternity. He's, it says he's a father. He nurtures, he cares, he protects like a father would. And then it says in John uh, chapter uh, 14, Philip, the disciple of Jesus, said, Lord, just show us the Father, and then we'll be satisfied. Can you put that up on the screen? Is it up? It is. Okay. It's just not in the back. Uh, Can you show us the Father, and we will be satisfied? And Philip, don't you even know me? Don't you know who I am, Jesus said? Even after all the time, three years together, I have been with you. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father, the everlasting Father. And then finally, the great phrase, he's the Prince of Peace, the Sar Shalom, the, the one who brings comfort and who brings, cares about the well-being of people. He's the Prince in that he has authority and he has power, and he brings peace, uh, the word Shalom, to, the, to live it in peace with yourself, within yourself, with your family, with your neighbors, with those around you, the people you work with, to find peace, three-dimensional. He deals with distress, is that D word. 
by creating peace. The angels, when he was born in Luke 2, said these words, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to all whom God favors. In John 14, Jesus said, I'm leaving you with a gift. This last supper with his disciples, I'm leaving you with a gift, and here it is, peace. Peace of mind and peace in your heart at the core of who you are. And the grace I give isn't like the grace, uh, isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. Here's the best Christmas gift you could ever get, maybe. Peace at the core of who you are. Not to have to fight or compete or prove yourself, but just to be able to really enjoy the life that Christ gives to you. It was Addison Leach who said, our trouble is we want the peace without the prince, and it just doesn't come that way. So this is who he is, these four phrases that we talked about. He's the wonderful counselor. Here's his titles. Go forward one. Yeah, there you are. Uh, Mighty God, everlasting Father. You'll notice it says this is who he will be. These are his titles, and it's, since he's come now, it's what he has now. This is who he is. He can give you wisdom. He can give you power. He can give you eternity. He can bring you peace. In John, you can know this reality. You can know this person. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become the children of God. They are reborn, new life, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. You can have a new beginning. You can have a fresh start. You can have the power, the hope, the counsel, the peace that Christ can give. It was Plato who said, we can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy of life is when adults are afraid of the light. Don't be afraid to come to Christ, but let your light shine. If you uh, take your candles, get those ready now. The deacons are going to come and join us here at the front, the kind of our spiritual leaders at church. There's a little village in Sweden that became famous. Been working in Sweden for 12 years now. And here's, look at, I love this village. It's kind of like not the northern lights, but it's a different kind of, of special light. And what they do is they all project from their houses lights shining up towards heaven. In other words, they let their light shine, and you have the chance to do that. Father, as we meet together, as we close our time together, I pray that uh, if there's one here tonight who longs uh, for wisdom, who needs to find eternity and a hope beyond this world, who wants to know the peace that only Jesus Christ can give and that he promised to us. May this be the time, Lord, when they just uh, accept that. And if that's you, just pray with me in your thoughts right now. 
and just say, Jesus, I, I want this to be new for me. I want to, you use the word reborn. I want you to be a fresh start, a new beginning for me. I want this to be a significant Christmas time in my life because I have made a deeper connection with you. And I say that I want a relationship with you.